0: Roster and stuff on, and we are on our way. To
1: the movie.
0: Yep. We're just leaving the house now, so. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, next door there. So, what are you excited about going to see the movie? Uh,
1: I don't
0: know. For me, you don't know. You were just saying it before. What? You were just saying it before. What? What were you excited about?
1: See the movie.
0: Yeah, why? I don't know. This would be the first time you actually watched a Superman movie, wouldn't it?
1: No, but I, um, remember, um, um, Emily went
0: back before me, and I watched a little with you. Oh, yeah. A little bit here and there, right? Yeah. Yeah, you've watched a little bit of Supergirl. One episode. One episode. Yeah, and then I had to go. Yeah, and then you kind of never picked up on it again. It took us, what, a year to get through all those Harry Potter movies? I
1: think,
0: I think it was... <laughs> it was 10 years. You're not that old.
1: No, but, um, remember when we were, on um, like, on board
0: for Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we watched some of it, then kind of put it away for uh, yeah, for a while. But the next day. No, it wasn't the next day; it was months. To yeah. the point to the point where we started it again. And
1: now we finally finally finished. It.
0: So now we're so now we're starting something new. We're on our way to Poughkeepsie to see Sister Man. Yep, the fortieth anniversary showing.
1: What? Yeah. Dad, what? One time when I'm, like a long time ago, I used to watch Up Island uh-huh. Uh huh. And I saw. Super
0: yeah, that was a very uh, famous episode of I Love Lucy, where they didn't think Superman would come, and... And
1: the boy wanted him.
0: Right, the boy wanted him to come, and so, uh, not to disappoint her son, so, L- Lucy's dressed up as Superman.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: because Lucy didn't want to uh, disappoint her son, and she I was... Thought
1: that was um, um, I thought that was Lucy's mom's
0: Well, no, it was Lucy's son. Lucy was the mother. And, you know, parents don't like disappointing their kids. So, she dressed up dressed up as Superman to... Uh, yeah, and
1: then she broke down...
0: Well, she didn't really... She got stuck on the ledge in the rain. Oh. Uh, and...
1: Well, she tried to um, go in the
0: house. Yeah, and then Superman actually did show up. Oh. Uh, and there was a whole... Uh, and
1: then he broke the window. He
0: did. He didn't break the window, but he very easily moved the piano. And then he went out and got her off the ledge. And there's a very uh, famous line about how uh, Superman says to Lucy's husband that since he's been married to her for 15 years, and they call him Superman. Okay. Kind of as an insult to Lucy. <laughs> One of the best faces, faces I've ever seen somebody make on TV. Yep.
1: yep, there's
0: your school. We're passing Why is that. Why not like Oh, because there's always somebody in there a janitor or a cleanup crew or a teacher celebrating.
1: Well, I don't know if there's any of that going on. They'll teach
0: us Well, yeah, but they're probably not learning anything now I don't think there are conferences tonight But anyway, we're going to the movie See
1: Superman
0: And this is your first time seeing this Superman movie Yeah You might have seen a little bit of the newer movies I don't think you saw any of uh, You might have seen some of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman Yeah You. I don't think you've seen Justice League no. You saw Wonder Woman, though You really liked that one Yeah What other superheroes do you like? Harley Quinn is not really a superhero, but... She's kind of like guy in the But she is a... Yeah, she's an anti-hero. She's a... She, but she's a comic book hero. You like her because your mother does. No, I like
1: her because
0: of her hair. Oh, okay. Well, that's as good a reason as any to like a character, I suppose. There will be nobody in this movie with, with blue or pink hair. And
1: she has
0: pink hair. Not pink tails, though. Yeah, pink tails are important. Things
1: that I remember when Mom was hot with me. Yeah, I remember that, too. And now the costume... It was like a little younger when she got
0: the costume. It was right before Emily was
1: born. Yeah, and Emily was in her
0: belly. Not so, yet.
1: Uh, oh, oh,
0: that. See. What yeah, did. that might be how Emily got in her belly. What well, can't you believe that we walked right by it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here it is, Regal Cinemas. <laughs> All right. So she said it's down this hallway. Yeah. Oh, very long hallway. Mm-hmm. Oh, this must be it right here where we see these ah! red, yellow, and red, yellow. red and yellow lights here. No, it stands uh, for the, it stands for the movie theater yeah uh, yeah let me get the app oh. oh I'll log in again All right, here we go we're on screen number one yep What? what's upon a deadpool I I, I don't want to know all right here go go in you have to go in, in front of me because I have all kinds of hands here there we are we're walking into the theater see here. Well, there's one place there in front of us. Stop playing with someone's face already. You
2: are
1: from the future!
0: In the decade of the 1970s, even the great hero Superman was not spared the ravages of money-hungry producers. In these times of fear and confusion, the job of bringing him to screen was the responsibility of Richard Donner, a popular American director whose demand for verisimilitude had become a symbol of hope for fans of Superman. Welcome to episode 120 of the Man of Screen podcast. I am your host, Mike Zumo, and yes, I will be... I am back for this episode. I am not back for my hiatus. That is still ongoing, but I wanted to get this episode in earlier this evening. I checked out the uh, 40th anniversary showing of Superman the Movie with my daughter Haley, and I wanted to, uh, you know, get my thoughts on about... down about that. You didn't think I'd miss the opportunity to talk about what I'm comfortable enough revealing as my favorite film. I mean, looking back at what I've done over the course of Superman the Movie Month, I don't think I would put that kind of effort forward for just any movie. So, you know what? You know, I'm always hesitant to name, you know, favorite movies or favorite songs or artists or things like that, but or favorite comics. But going through the weeks-long process of Superman the Movie Month, I don't think there's any movie that I would care to put forth that kind of effort to celebrate. And here we are. Now this is kind of going to be episode 6 of my coverage of Superman the Movie, even though Superman the Movie Month was the last episode dropped over a month ago as I record this. I'm recording this, uh, I guess now it's Tuesday, December 4th. I went to uh, the final screening, which was Monday, December 3rd at 7 p.m. I saw the film at the Regal Cinema at the uh, Poughkeepsie Galleria in uh, upstate New York, Dutchess County, for... Those of you, if any of you are familiar with the area in which I live, I live across the river, let's just leave it at that. I went to see the movie with my daughter Haley, you know, my, seven, my uh, seven-year-old, my so it was really a great experience uh, being able to see the film with Haley and kind of, you know, I'd seen this movie countless times, discussed it ad nauseum over the past uh, five episodes, so... My thoughts on the film are well-documented, and, you know, viewing the film earlier tonight was almost like seeing it for the first time again because I was really able to watch it through her eyes and watch it through her reactions, which were fresh because she had never uh, seen the movie before. And you've already heard from Haley a little bit in the beginning. You're going to hear from Haley more. We had about a 15 or so minute discussion about the film as we were walking to the car after we saw the movie, so there will be that to look forward to. Just some bookkeeping notes... I want to take a peek behind the curtain a little bit. Just because you're listening to this episode does not mean hiatus is over. You know, one of my fellow podcasts is over on the Two True Freaks Network, Trenus Magnus, the host of uh, Trenus Magnus Punches Reality, and uh, this his sister show, I guess you can call it, Trenus Magnus Jabs Reality. He seems, even though he's quote-unquote on hiatus, he seems to be dropping episodes weekly. So that's not much of a hiatus if you're still dropping episodes. But I, I don't want to be the one to tell Magnus that he's doing hiatus wrong. So... We'll let him drop his episodes and uh, continue his hiatus. <laughs> just kidding with you, just kidding with you, Magnus. I'm enjoying all of the Legion shows that you're dropping at the moment. But yeah, I know. On my last episode, I had talked about when I hoped to return from hiatus. I had initially put out that I might be back on a regular schedule by January 1st. As I sit here and record this on the wee hours of the morning of December 4th. I don't think that's going to happen. Moving took longer and was more of a process than I anticipated it being. Well, moving is always a process, but there have been, there's been some upheaval in my life over the past two months, and I just haven't had a chance to watch the shows and do all the recordings. I think as I sit here now, I've recorded, but not edited, the next two episodes, the next two uh, episodes covering World's Greatest Super Friends, I've watched the episodes for the third episode of that particular segment. It's going to be, a, the World's Greatest Super Friends is going to be a four-episode segment. I've watched the episodes for the third segment taking my notes, but it's been so long ago, I don't even remember when I uh, watched them, so I'm probably going to have to go back and... Even though I I don't plan on taking notes on the episodes, I'm probably going to have to go back and uh, re-watch them before I record just to uh, remind myself of what happened. So, yeah, it, I'm comfortable enough to say that I don't think the Man of Screen podcast will be back on a regular schedule come January. Probably not February either. Maybe March if I can get things uh, going. I'm sitting right now in the room that it's kind of going to be my man cave. Uh, I guess a more apt term would be Fortress of Solitude. But I'm not even sitting at my desk. I'm sitting at a table. If you could look at the room that I'm seeing, there's still stuff all over the place here. So, this room is not even close to being set up. I mean, I've moved in here the day after Thanksgiving, so about a week and a half ago, and this room hasn't even been touched, other than to just put stuff in here. So, there is that. So, don't be surprised if you don't hear regular episodes again from me until March 2019. I don't want to promise January or February and then have to push it back. But I do plan to put a couple of episodes out in the meantime, especially this month. I still plan on doing a uh, Christmas episode, as I've done the past two years. But I'm not going to reveal what that's going to be yet at this time. And I'm hoping to uh, get myself uh, caught up on the CW shows so I can uh, watch the crossover within a relatively timely fashion. I don't want to you know, put an episode on, out about it in uh February but uh you know, you know right now it's, it's hard for me to arrange stuff with other people I mean I haven't even uh I've had a hard time even getting on to uh, Fear the Walking Dead cast episodes right now so I'd love to have guests when I talk about the crossover but I can't guarantee that's going to happen either because <clears throat> it might be just too difficult for me to schedule myself right now don't mean to start what's supposed to be a celebratory uh, episode off on such a downer. Let's uh, head right into uh, the feedback section of our show. I have feedback here from Dave McElvenny. Dave is writing in on Man Screen podcast episode 109. And Dave writes, Greetings, Mike. I had to laugh a little bit when I heard the part of Jack Bones... I hope I'm spelling his name correctly. Well, it doesn't matter uh, in this format, Dave. But you did spell Jack's name right. Anyway, I had to laugh a little bit when I heard the part of Jack Bones' feedback when he wrote, At the risk of becoming another Dave McElvenny. And you said you'd welcome more Dave McElvenny's. I, too, would certainly like to hear more feedback on the podcast from a wider range of listeners. In Pied Piper of Space, I, like you, thought of Bailock from the classic Star Trek episode, The Corbin Maneuver. But the youngster here was really a bad guy, enslaving children. And Bailock wasn't really bad. The Trial of the Superfriends was a classic bad guys put the good guys on trial story, which I always enjoy. From The Merchant of Venice, to The Devil and Daniel Webster, to Silver Age comic book stories. I really love in this case the idea that the Legion of Doom carries out this trial, all the while acknowledging that they themselves are evil, and the Super Friends act in the cause of justice. Ask you a question about whether the Scarecrow was known for using scarecrows? I don't recall that being the case. The Batman foe known for birds was the Penguin. I mean, Scarecrow's very name says he scares crows, so why would they help him? The attack of the vampire gives us Dracula, which is always a treat, particularly when Batman is evolved too. You wondered why it took so long for Batman to remember the emergency bat finger file, but I was wondering, with all the gadgets he has in his utility belt, doesn't he have a cross to stand a weapon against vampires? Monolith of Evil brings our super friends back to an underground world of danger, thanks in part to an amazingly articulate Solomon Grundy. I'd never have guessed, for example, that he knew the word monolith. I suppose the writers either wanted to avoid making Grundy too much like the Hulk of the time, or they just wanted to give him some expositional dialogue. In future, episodes, I hope to, in future episodes, I hope to hear more feedback and comments from other listeners. Live long and prosper, Dave. So, there you are, guys. Uh, Dave has uh, thrown down the gantlet. He wants to hear from more of you as well. Of course, I cannot force anybody to send feedback, but I would welcome it. Manofscreen at gmail.com. So, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to play a podcast promo. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, My experience seeing uh, Superman the movie on the big screen. Hang around, folks.
2: My name is Bob Fisher. And I'm the host of the Superman Forever Radio Podcast. On the Superman Forever Radio Podcast, I talk about Superman from 1938 to present day. And in 2018, we celebrate the 80th anniversary of the Man of Steel's first appearance in action comics with a full year of new episodes, more episodes, plus new features like the adventures of Superman when he was a boy. Superboy is coming to the Superman Forever radio podcast. Also, the Superman Forever roundtable discussion group, where I gather together some of the best Superman podcasters around, and we talk Superman. So if you want to know why I've been a Superman fan for over 60 years, point your favorite podcatcher to the Superman Forever radio podcast at SupermanForever.com.
0: All right, welcome back, folks. Now, where to start? You know, I guess my anticipation for... An anniversary screening of Superman the movie probably started with the uh, Superman Movie Minute podcast when uh, Rob Kelly and uh, Chris Franklin, and if you uh, didn't listen to that podcast uh, when they were doing it, I highly encourage you to go back and listen. They dissected uh, Superman the movie five minutes at a time. I mean, did a far deeper analysis of the movie than I could have done in five episodes. Actually, when I was planning those four and five episodes, I was very wary not to make the show Superman Movie Minute. But looking back, I'm very happy with the way those five episodes turned down. But anyway, my anticipation for the possibility of such a thing kind of started with, with those two guys because I believe it was Rob who had sent an email questioning uh, whether Fathom had planned such an event and at the time they answered, or maybe not at the time, maybe a, month, a few months later, they seemed to have answered in the negative and he was, you know, a little down about it, but Fathom events have seemed to have come through and there were three screenings of Superman in the movie, three time slots rather, maybe four. There was the, uh, the big one, which I assume was... I don't exactly remember how many time slots there were, but there were three days in which you could have seen Superman, the movie, on the big screen. The first of which was the Sunday after Thanksgiving, which would have been November 25th. That's the showing that I was initially going to go to. That was at least my plan right right off the bat. And when the family split up, you know, I kind of had no one to... uh to go with so uh, i had a uh, i figured you know what and i had uh, asked Haley if she wanted to go and you know i showed it to her she kind of gave me a hug and said yes so uh that was uh that was pretty cool i have expected her to say no and that i would have been going to see the film myself but i was very glad to take uh, Haley with me to see it and like i said share my favorite movie with my seven-year-old daughter so original plan was to go see the movie on sunday the 25th and then lo and behold life gets in the way Haley is also a uh cheerleader with the local youth football program, so... Naturally, her banquet was the Sunday after Thanksgiving. The showing would have been on 25th at 3 p.m. Her banquet was from, you guessed it, 1 to 3, so... And it wasn't particularly close either. I mean, it wasn't that far, but it wasn't that close either. Like I said, I saw the uh, film with the Regal Cinema at the uh, Poughkeepsie Galleria, which is about a, you know, 50 or so minute drive from my house. The normal movie theater I go to, by contrast, is 20, maybe 25, so... It was a longer haul for a special event. So I looked at the other screenings. Tuesday night was immediately out for a couple of reasons. One, Tuesday is my busiest night at work. And uh, it's one of those days where if I don't finish my work in the office during the day, I'm doing it at night. And plus, the screening was at 7. Haley has dance class until 7.30. And obviously, as her father, I have the driver back and forth. And uh, my mother was recently injured at work. So she was out of commission driving. So again, uh, the 27th was out as well. And that kind of left me with the third, and I kind of went back and forth on it, especially since Haley uh, said she'd go when we thought we were going at 3 o'clock on Sunday. I wasn't sure how I felt about dragging her out to, to a movie on Monday night, especially a 7 p.m. film. I mean, not only is it a school night, obviously, but I know my daughter. She's falling asleep at 9 o'clock. A 7 o'clock showtime for a 144-minute film, which is preceded by... Seven to ten minute Fleischer short, that's pushing the limits to, uh, of what Haley can stay awake. But, she was a trooper, she made it. So it was an interesting experience getting up there. I mean, driving up there was fine, but, you know. My GPS uh, didn't exactly know where, which part of the mall the theater was in, so I kind of parked where it directed me to go, and... Well, wouldn't you know it, the movie theater was on the opposite side of the mall. It seemed to kind of take me in through a back way. And I didn't know where the theater was. On the way home, as you're going to hear on the segment with Haley, I found that the entrance that we should have used. But that's neither here nor there. We got to the theater. With a couple of minutes to go there were people who were arriving during the krypton sequence we got there we didn't see any of the slides of the trivia that uh, i think it was mike bailey or gene hendrix posted but uh we got there for what really mattered there were there were some fathom events promos going on including one of uh the death and return of superman the uh double feature coming up in january i asked haley about it she was non-committal and i don't know if she's got the stamina for two uh animated films even if uh at a combined 75 minutes to pop, they're only a little bit longer than Superman the movie. And I don't, honestly don't know if I... I enjoyed the Death of Superman film, as I talked about in my commentary, but... And yeah, it would be cool to see them back to back, but, you know, I don't think I'd ever have the same kind of love for those films that I do for Superman the movie, so I could do a double feature at home if I wanted, at my leisure. So, probably gonna skip that one. That's not really a commentary on those films themselves, it's just priorities, I guess. There's a special kind of movie that I'm willing to drive in at an hour for. Superman the movie is one of them. One of the few. Maybe if the local AMC was going to show it, I'd feel a little bit differently. Maybe the 20-minute drive would have been just fine, but I don't know. I'm not willing to... I'm not sure I want to drive an hour just for that. But that's really the death of Superman and and the reign of the Superman animated movies. But I'll probably buy reign as soon as it comes out, so I don't feel as though I'll be missing a whole hell of a lot by not going to see that. Like I said, I can do a double feature on one night if I want, so... As far as our experience watching the film, you're going to get Haley's review in the next segment, so I'm not going to give you uh, much of that. We had a little conversation as we were walking to the car after the film, but it was an interesting experience seeing all this stuff on the big screen. Obviously, the score just comes to life. The colors looked great. I mean, yeah, this movie is meant for a big screen, and I was glad for the opportunity to see it on the big screen. I would have liked the theater to have been a little crowded, more crowded, if I had to guess, maybe a third of the theater filled up. Not much more than that. I'm maybe one quarter to one third, but it was a Monday night. I'm guessing that the most popular viewing was probably the Sunday afternoon show. So, I'm not going to use how full the theater was as any kind of indictment on the popularity of the film. But it was great seeing it on the big screen. You know, and I did notice a couple of things that I'd never seen before. Like, I had to look at my Blu-ray, and uh but one of the things that jumped out at me was in the scene where Clark goes into the barn, into the ship to find the green crystal. I noticed you could see horses on the left side of the screen. I'd never noticed that before. I guess if you watch a movie enough, you'll notice new things every time you view it. But, you know, it looked great. The colors, you know, they popped off the screen. A little disappointing that it was uh, the theatrical cut, but... I'm not going to complain too much about that because I was happy enough to see any version of the film on the big screen. The theatrical cut is not my preferred version. Probably my favorite version of the film is the director's cut, the 152-minute version, which includes more of Krypton. Most notably, it contains the gauntlet between the moment where Superman goes on the ground and reaches luther's lair i would have liked to have seen that on the big screen but yeah like i said just happy to see any version of superman the movie on the big screen and when the fleischer short came on i took the opportunity to of course watch the fleischer short which also looked great on screen but i watched Haley more than anything else and you know watched her reaction to certain things like you know she reacted to the mechanical monsters which was a great short to show before the film Granted, when I think of the Fleischer cartoons, I generally think of the episode commonly known as the Mad Scientist, but Mechanical Monsters was a much better choice. It's much more action-packed, much more cinematic. I mean, you can never go wrong with Superman fighting robots, right? What could be better than that? Mechanical Monsters was a great choice, and I enjoyed watching her facial reactions to things, like, she looked at me and she showed concern, and Lois climbed into the back of the monster, and, you know... A big smile when Superman came out of the phone booth after Clark changed. So, she was definitely into the short. As for the movie, you know, she's seven years old. I think she had the reaction that you would expect a seven-year-old to have. I think the reaction I had, and I've talked about this on the previous four episodes, is, as a kid, I want to get to Superman. And that's when she really connected to the movie. That's why she got more into it, let's just say that. She connected to the movie right from the very beginning. As soon as uh, the curtain opened, and, uh, you know, Haley dances, so she's uh, used to big theatrical productions. She has She's had recitals ever since she was three. And she was recently, uh, last month, in a production of The Nutcracker with her dancing school. So she's used to being on stage, and, you know, as soon as that curtain opened on the screen, she was into the imagery. You see that fake action comics that was mocked up for the movie, and uh, she turns around to me and says, "That's a comic book." (laughs) Yeah. So, and she was really into the credit sequence, which amazed me. She was into the William score. She was she was feeling it. She, you know, she she was really excited when uh, that S uh, exploded onto onto the screen. That's uh, one of my favorite moments of the opening credits when the S explodes onto the screen. She was into that. You know. She had enough of an ear to say it sounded like Star Wars, so she's seven, she doesn't know scores the way we do, so forgive my kid if you're listening to this Scott Gardner. (laughs) Scott is, uh, let's just say he's the score guy of the Two True Freaks Network, but uh, to me, the two scores, Superman and Star Wars, sound nothing alike, but I did tell her that both scores were done by the same composer, so... I guess it makes sense in that sense that the score of Superman would remind her a little bit of uh, Star Wars. And I guess there is a conceptual similarity to the way uh, the main marches for Superman and Star Wars start. Superman with a And Star Wars with this. So maybe there's a similarity in concept there with the little lead up before the, uh, the horns uh, raise in triumph. So she noticed enough similarities that it made sense to her that the music was done by the same artist. Even if she couldn't get Star Wars out of her head whenever she heard Superman music. But that's neither here nor there that was just a fun little thing that uh, she seemed to uh, enjoy. So, I think she enjoyed razzing me about that more than anything else. But what... It's always interesting to see what a kid is going to react to and how they're going to react to certain things in a film. In the first, let's say, half of the movie, she cried a couple of times. She was very upset when jor and Lara put kal on the ship. She was very upset about him having to be sent away from his, from his parents. And, you know, I guess as a... As a kid, you... And Haley's been through a lot, especially in the past few months, with her mother moving out of our home and stuff like that. So, maybe there's a a connection there between what happened in our lives recently and what she saw there, with the baby being forced to leave his parents. And she was also very upset about the scenes. You know, after Clark finds the crystal, she was very upset about him having to leave his mother behind. So... And she's going to talk about that later in the conversation I had with her. There were two points where she cried. But she was elevated by what you would expect her to be elevated with. You know, she c- confessed to, during the film being nervous during the helicopter sequence. And when Luthor throws Superman into the pool with the kryptonite around, she was concerned Superman was going to die. So my daughter has tremendous empathy, even toward fictional characters. So even though that's not a reaction I expected out of her, it was an interesting thing to watch but she was right up there with uh the helicopter sequence which which looked amazing on screen you know she said she was nervous but she did say like right before he comes out of the daily planet she looked at me and said superman's gonna save the day (laughs) so you know so she knew what was what was gonna happen but i've seen that sequence countless times and it felt like it went too fast i don't know It seemed like it was over before it started. You know, I guess you know these things so well that you're amazed sometimes at how quick they go, but I got all the highs out of the helicopter sequence that I expected to get. I'm not saying it was a religious experience or anything. Maybe the opening credits were, because I did feel myself choking up a little bit during the opening credits, but not so much the rest of the film. A lot of it, you know, like I said, I spent a lot of the film watching the film on the screen, obviously, and checking out Haley's reaction to it. And, you know, partially checking to see if she was still awake. You know, she goes to bed at 8.30 or 9 o'clock. I was asking a lot of her to get her to tough it out for what I thought might be a three-hour affair. Maybe It turned out to be a little bit less. I think we were leaving the theater by about 9.45. So, I guess a lot of her trying to get her to tough that out. And she said she enjoyed it. But I think if she ever watches the later films... She might like Superman 2 more just because it it'll give her a little more action, a little more Superman a little bit sooner in the film. Because, you know, 48 minutes is a long time to wait before you see Superman. And And yeah, it was a great experience. I'm very happy that I was able to theatrically share my favorite movie with my seven-year-old daughter. I don't know if there'll be an, an opportunity to share this film with Emily in the same way. She's one now, maybe at the film's 50th in uh, 2028 if something, if there's a screening or something. She'd be 11, so maybe I'll have the opportunity then, but there's going to be no opportunity to share this film in the same fashion with her anytime soon. I sure as hell wasn't taking a one-year-old to a movie theater. I want to enjoy the film, not worry about her screaming and whatnot. Oh, I remember Haley's dance recital. She lasted for a little bit, but then she woke up. We did it. I will say this: we did have a bathroom break, but fortunately, Haley picked kind of the best time for a bathroom break. We had to take it after the scene in uh, Luther's lair where they're discussing Lois Lane's article. So that's kind of a um, I did that. I did that area of the film with Andrew Leyland, and you know it is one of the slow points of the film. It's basically all it is is kind of setting up the third act. So if there was any part of the movie I didn't care if she missed, it was probably that. And as far as the interview goes she got a laugh at some of the questions she would look at me and say like like some of the questions lois was asking although she didn't understand the context but to her they were still funny i mean at least i hope she doesn't get the context Jesus, she's only seven years old she better not have gotten that context i guess she found those questions funny for different reasons so i really don't have anything else to add about my experience it. it was a great experience i'm glad i had the uh opportunity to see it on the big screen i wasn't going to let this opportunity pass up actually way back when in 2000 around the time the director's cut was released i had actually won tickets through the old superman cinema website to see a theatrically uh, released version of the uh director's cut of superman the movie but it was in it was in texas so i had no way to get there i was in college at long island new york at the time and the showing was in texas i had no way to get there i don't even know why i entered I kind of just did it on a lark and then was shocked as hell when my name was one of the names drawn. But obviously, I didn't take it up on that. I had no way to get myself to, I believe it was San Antonio at the time. So I'm uh, really glad that I got a chance to see it. If you are looking forward to uh seeing it and you saw it, I i want to hear from you. What did you think? Write in manuscreen at gmail.com. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take another uh, podcast promo break and then I'm going to come back and. Uh, You're going to hear me uh, and Haley talk as we're leaving the theater and walking uh, toward the car and driving a little bit. So hang around, folks. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Podcast Network. It's Superman Superman Movie Minute. Minute. Chris Franklin and Rob Kelly take you on a journey through time and space, examining five minutes at a time, the greatest superhero movie of all time, 1978's Superman. Coming soon to a podcast network near you. You'll believe five minutes can fly. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, just uh, gonna lead right into here is uh, the conversation I had with uh, Haley after the film. So you like that?
1: And it made cry two times. Why did it make you cry? Because Superman had to get um separated from his family, right. and then Superman had to leave. Oh,
0: his uh. Yeah. His, his mom. Yeah. How come that bothered
1: you? Because it was sad, okay?
0: Okay. What'd you like? All
1: of it. <laughs> All of it. Except.
0: Because the, because the two times it made you cry? Yes. What'd you do the helicopter?
1: What? I'm gonna
0: die. What? I'm gonna die with the
1: helicopter part. I mean, I'm like, was that, no. Was that fun to watch? No. Why? Because it felt like
0: I was in it. I felt like you were in it? It felt
1: like I was a lady. About to fall. what do you think when he caught her?
0: Is that cool?
1: I don't want to be that lady.
0: You don't want to be that lady?
1: <laughs> <I can't.
0: laughs> no, but wasn't cool when you caught her. <laughs>
1: no. <sighs> no. No.
0: Okay. Uh, all right, so so you like the movie?
1: I like the movie, except the two times it made me cry.
0: Okay, well that's because you you get cool. into the characters, and you get upset when bad things happen to them, or you know things that
1: yes, like they off. die. Yeah. I almost cry like every single character died.
0: Yeah, there were quite a few, right? There was his like, father at the beginning. his
1: father, his mom, um, and then his um those um two people that they he met. When
0: he was a kid. Oh, his, his parents?
1: Yeah, his parents.
0: Well, only his father did. His mother survived. But he had to, but he had to leave home and go
1: No, um the other dad.
0: Oh, well he had uncle.
1: in the middle. Well, Die.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, but the mother didn't.
1: Yeah.
0: He, he he just had to leave he just had to leave her behind.
1: Why'd he have to leave?
0: Because he had to go leave and become Superman. Oh. That was his job. Oh. To go and become Superman. I can't
1: believe she almost I can't believe um, Superman almost fled off his secret.
0: What what to Lois? Well, he, no,
1: about being Superman. Yeah, th- He almost told that to the lady. But he
0: her name is Lois. Lois. Lois? Yeah. Oh well, you mean when he was in the uh yeah. in her living room? Yeah. Well, he was gonna tell her and then he changed his mind. And what Maybe he was a big chick. He's like, what the heck am I doing? Yeah, I think he kind of, that is kind of what he thought. He's like, what the heck am
1: I doing? I'm
0: not telling you that. You only missed a little bit when we had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. That was kind of, that's what I call like the boring part of the film. When they're, they're just kind of putting stuff in motion for the end. <coughs> you, know, you got worried about Superman when he had the of that on his neck, didn't you? And throw yeah. it in the water. <coughs> Which so thing got dumped in the pool? Oh
1: yeah, I got nervous. Thought he was going to die. Yeah, but... So, 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 so. Because that necklace with that green thing? Mm-hmm. You said it might make him die.
0: Yeah, well, I did say that. I, I didn't want to tell you the ending of the movie. You kept asking me what would happen, you know?
1: I know, because I'm interested.
0: Well, yeah, but... And you also know I've seen it before. Right? You knew I knew what was happening.
1: Well, well you're lucky. You saw it before when you were a kid.
0: I saw it a ton of times. But, you know, very different seeing it.
1: That's awesome. Uh, uh, awesome. <laughs> I don't need a Ow! Ow! Is okay, that right? Oh my goon oh my straw.
0: You have a long straw for that cup. <gasps> Ow!
1: Oh,
0: yeah, I know. Is I... my goon bleeding? No.
1: Okay.
0: Look at her. Um, well, I not want you. <laughs> not your out of the cup the
1: coffee. Oh,
0: no. Oh, yeah, I saw this movie a couple times as a kid. This was your first time watching the whole movie. I
1: know. Remember Star Wars just slept through it? <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, yeah. You, you, you didn't fall asleep during this. One. No,
1: I didn't
0: fall asleep during the Grinch. No, well, the Grinch was this was this was an hour longer than the Grinch. So yeah. So, so where does it rate on the Haley scale? Thumbs up.
1: Right here.
0: How many thumbs did you put up? Would you put up both thumbs if you had weren't holding a big soda with one of them?
1: What?
0: Would you put up both thumbs if you weren't holding a, a big soda? What? No.
1: Oh, about the movie. Would you
0: would you give it a two thumbs up if you weren't holding a big soda? Uh, the
1: movie?
0: Yes, the movie. It's, it was
1: okay. It was
0: okay? It was long, I know. I almost spell was Well, because it's a Well, thank goodness you did. Yeah. You fell asleep on Star Wars and
1: I'm not really into Star Wars.
0: You're not really into Star Wars That's Okay. Were you into that were you into this movie? Mm-hmm. You were. So I'm gonna i I'm gonna guess. You liked for the most part, the second half of the movie after he became Superman. Right? My
1: my favorite part was when he almost brought up the secret.
0: Oh, that was your favorite part when he <laughs> almost uh when he almost told her who he was? Yes. But I think for you
1: Well the girl already knew who he was, but well, Parker, she, he took him to heart flying. Right. And then she decided to call him Superman.
0: Well she named him that. She that was the first time anyone called him Superman in the movie. Did you like the beginning? What? The beginning of the movie, like all the other all planet and raising, growing up. Or did you want to get right to Superman? I
1: wanted to right to
0: Superman. Yeah, that's that's how most kids probably feel about. Oh. I thought he was in,
1: like star when uh, he was like a kid, what? but um, but it just started at um when he was um a kid, a baby. Well, oh, you
0: thought it started when he was, was it an older kid? Yeah.
1: yeah that's that's a- what I thought.
0: Well, you ever seen Man of Steel, where he sold off from the very beginning? he was naked. Well, well, they put him in the spaceship. These, these things happen. When, he's, well, when he put well, the baby in the baby spaceship. He baby when
1: he was in the spaceship. Yeah. He was only a baby. He
0: didn't know what was happening. No. He just, uh, he just knew he was naked in the spaceship. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe he didn't even know that. He
1: <laughs> So. the door.
0: Of course I locked the door. We've been in there for three hours. Alright, so. You liked the movie; thought it was okay. Yeah, well, you gotta be careful about poking, about poking it with with your straw,
1: or your tooth. That kind tooth fits a loose one and her neck fall out.
0: And your favorite part was when he almost told her he was Superman.
1: Yes. And my other favorite part was when the guy was on when i um, Superman was with um girl and. The guy around the camera, and I said,
0: Did that guy take a picture of me? No, that. What? That wasn't in the
1: movie. No, I said
0: Oh, wait. Well, who? Oh, and what? When that guy took
1: the camera. Oh, when When they were about to kiss? No, when the guy was
0: on... When they were about to kiss, and then...
1: And, a, and then the guy you... came up with the
0: camera, and then... tried to
1: take a picture of me. Oh, well, he
0: was being very ungrateful. I don't think he was taking a picture. He was was being very ungrateful. Superman saved his life, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, thank you for leaving me off in the earthquake." <laughs> but
1: yeah. Well, at least he saved. Them.
0: At least he saved them.
1: Yeah. Well, stupid camera. Well. And he, and and one of them, they took he took two pictures like before like it started. Well, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. That's that's because you've never seen the extended cut. In which he, you see a whole like five minutes of him taking pictures and it's too long. You know? So. So, those are your two favorite parts? Those, those were the funniest parts? Yes. Okay. Now, here's the, here's, oh, be, okay, well, I'll ask you this first. There's a Superman 2, 3, and 4 with those people. What? Yeah. Would you watch those now? Now that you've seen this?
1: Only there's newer- no Earth.
0: No, there's only an earthquake in this one.
1: Yeah. I got really scared when the lady's car got like stuck
0: in the crack. You did, yeah. You didn't. You didn't like watching her get buried, did you? I thought
1: she
0: was dead. Oh, she was dead. What? The ending kind of went over your head a little bit, didn't it? Yes. What happened at the end when, while you were sitting there, roaming your head around, trying to. Following the lines that he was making on the screen? yeah. What that was, was... Superman was time traveling. Do you know what time travel is? It's
1: like when you go back in the
0: past. Right. Okay. I wasn't sure how much exposure to time travel had. Okay, but yeah. He was going back into the past, so he changed what happened in the past. So, they don't show it in the movie, but we're assuming... He went back, saved Lois, and then kind of went back into the future. Or something. But the movie doesn't really show what happened.
1: Did you see Superman with Grandpa?
0: Not this movie. Uh, uh, actually, uh, movie? actually, you see, we probably should have gone in over here. But the GPS, we should have come driven around the mall and come in and parked over here. Yeah. So what, were you, what did you ask? Did I see Superman with Grandpa? Yeah. Not this one. This. Uh, another one? This movie came out two years before I was born. This movie was 40 years old. It came out on December 15th,
1: 1978.
0: Dad, you can spell my name with that, but oh, you just have to take away the e. Oh, what in Chev- Chevrolet? Yeah. Okay, but yeah, it came out December 15th, 1978. Two years before Daddy was born. Well, Aunt Aunt Lissa is four years younger than me, so it would have been six years before she was born. Maybe in the seventy more like six years, yeah, about six years before Aunt Lissa was born. So no, I didn't see this one, I didn't see Superman 2 in the movies.
1: Then how do you know what was happening?
0: Well, Grandpa had had him on videotape. Oh. And...
1: And you saw them when you were a kid? Oh,
0: daddy watched watched them all the time. Oh. I didn't
1: even know Grandpa
0: had them on there? Oh yeah, I don't know where they are now, but oh,
1: Gran- they must be somewhere
0: now. Yeah, they they have to be cuz grandpa doesn't throw anything away. I thought they I thought they were in the living room where uh grandma and emily normally hang out, but they're not there anymore cuz I looked. Grandpa had them in these big thick red cases. Any? Did grandma really take
1: you to go see
0: Snow That's what they say. But I mean I have there's no reason to believe that grandma and grandpa are making that up. But it was 1983. Grandpa brought Daddy, I think it within the space of a couple of months, to see Return of the Jedi, which is a Star Wars movie. Uh. And Superman 3. I think Return of the Jedi came out in May and Maybe Superman 3 in June or July. And grandma took daddy to see Snow White. <laughs> because we really didn't all go to the movies together as a family a lot. Well,
1: they, well did you. Just, well, um. Like. Um, did um, grandma take you to go see Snow White um, before Aunt Lisa
0: was born? Yeah, this would have been before Aunt Lisa was born. And, you know, I'd already seen Superman and, S- and Star Wars, so Snow White didn't really do anything for Daddy, and... That's, like, girl show. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's part of it, but, you know, after seeing what I had already seen, that really didn't do anything for me. You
1: like,
0: seriously? I'm, I must have. I,
1: I, according... And you were watching, like, Princess.
0: Yeah, and I was watching Princess and stuff, and that, you know... That's why, you know...
1: Was well, it, I thought grandma took um, Aunt Elizabeth to see
0: Snow White. Well, Snow White wasn't in the movies, uh when uh Well, um well they just had the tape and
1: they made him
0: to watch it. I don't think they made him to watch anything, but uh you know, it's like it's like what happens with you. Your interest, you know, you find the things that you're interested in and you kinda And you find like JoJo's
1: stuff.
0: Yeah, and it just kinda your interest kind of grows, however you discover things. And Lissa, you know, in the early nineties, she discovered things like The Little Mermaid and other stuff like that, and and she watched a lot of those newer Disney movies when when they came out. Dad. What? Dad, um,
1: you know, on on on
0: Zeta, on the over books? Oh, look, look, look at this over here. What? Look at that
1: tree over there. Oh my God, that's huge.
0: So, last thing, and then I'll stop bothering you. Yeah. What did you think of the cartoon before the movie? I
1: like the cartoon
0: better. Oh, you like the cartoon better? Yeah. Why? Probably because it was shorter.
1: Yes. It was shorter.
0: What you like about the cartoon?
1: Well, my favorite part was cartoon. And I was like... He was... Um, I was like... Um, calling somebody, and... I was really... Oh, when he was in the phone booth? Yeah, and
0: where the um, girl go? And I'm like,
1: There's someone to take them.
0: Yeah, she climbed into the back of the robot. Because, you know, it's normal when a robot is robbing a jewelry store.
1: Well, she just, she was tra- trying to get the jewelry back.
0: Well, she was trying to get the story, not so much get the jewelry back. She was trying to find out where the jewelry was going.
1: Oh. And then, um, um when um, the robot tipped it
0: over, all the jewelry came out and all was up with the girl and then they got back, the robot and then and then the guy went to jail at the end
1: the enemy, Yeah, he wanted the jewelry. He didn't want her there.
0: Yeah, and he'll bang her and tell her where the jewelry is. Yep. You oh. He wanted to know what she did with the jewels. What do you think about Superman fighting the robots? Well, he
1: defeated my number.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, well, robot number 21, yeah. Well, if the robots were beating up, robot number 21 was beating on him. so... Yeah, had to, uh... no, it's my number. I can punch
1: the robot in the face. he yeah, punched the robot right in the face, yeah. <laughs> It won't hurt. Alright. Oh, it's
0: on my phone. <laughs> yeah, we didn't think to bring it.
1: So I'm
0: my games in the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we kind of just ran out when we got home. Well, it's almost 10 o'clock, so it's past your bedtime. Wait. And we're driving home. Driving? Yeah. We're not there yet. No, we're still about half hour away. we got 25 miles to go. 25? Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's a shorter drive going home than it is uh, going there. Probably because of traffic. I like the other
1: um, movie.
0: Yeah, especially when you park by the movie theater and not in the middle of nowhere where we parked. But at least we were able to walk through I the, wish wall. the uh, I
1: wish it was man, the I wish this movie was
0: in the uh, sh- in the uh, the shorter way yeah. to go. Yeah, I do too. And I love those seats better. Right? The recliners. Yeah, I do too. You might still have your candy if not if we were in recliner seats.
1: Yeah, I'm still In the stupid seats, drop my skin.
0: I got news for you. I can buy you those candies for tomorrow for one third of the price. I'm tired too. Go so fall asleep right now. Take a night, goodnight, Ellie. And that was that. She uh, went to sleep in the car almost immediately after that. So next time, when I return from hiatus, I will begin my coverage of the 1979 season of Super Friends. That would be the first two episodes of uh, the fall 1979 season. Rub three times for disaster, and Lex Luthor strikes back. In the meantime, you can uh, send me feedback. It's always welcome. Like I said, if you need more Dave McElvenny's, you can send that feedback to manofscreen at gmail.com. You can join the conversation over at the uh, Facebook group. Just put Man of Screen podcast in your search feed, and the show should come up. You can also find the show on Twitter at Man of Screencast. And like I said, stay tuned to Facebook and Twitter for updates on when the show is returning on a full-time basis. My goal right now is the first Tuesday of March. Let's see. So... Until then, we're all on the same team. Good night. The Man of Spring Podcast is produced by Mike Zumo. No opinions expressed on the show are those of Mike Zemo and his guests and no one else. All music and sound clips used on the show are for review purposes only and no copyright infringement is intended. All music and sound clips are copyrighted or original XR donuts. The man of screen is a member of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network and can be found at www.tutruefreaks.com. If you shop at amazon.com, please consider using the link at tutruefreaks.com to shop there. If you do, the two true freaks get a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra so you can shop as usual and help out the two true freaks at the same time emails to this show can be sent to man at gmail.com and you can also leave the show review on itunes that will help others find the show thank you for listening to the man of screen podcast